This is episode number 300, six things I've learned from five years of podcasting. Welcome to the Sonia Looney Show. This is a podcast about high performance and well-being, and I'm your host, Sonia Looney. If you're new around here and don't know me, I'm a world and multi-time national champion professional mountain biker. I'm a health and mental performance coach, a writer, a mom, and I also own my own business. And if you're not new around here, welcome back. I am so grateful that you are here and that you are a part of my awesome community of listeners. This week is pretty special. It marks the five-year anniversary of this podcast. 300 episodes over five years. There's actually a year where I was doing two episodes a week, which is hard to imagine, but I'm really excited to share this with you. Initially, I was going to do a mashup of my favorite podcast episodes, and that is still coming. I'm really excited to start doing a few mashups. I've been hearing that on other shows, and I think that it's really creative, and it's a really fun way to revisit some key takeaways, especially when you have 300 plus episodes. Before we dive in, I want to thank this week's podcast sponsor, Athletic Greens. If you're interested in health or you listen to other prominent podcasts, you probably have heard of Athletic Greens. And if not, I'll tell you about it. AG1 is a supplement. And it's not just any supplement. With one delicious scoop, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. I personally like this product because of the superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens because a lot of the multivitamins that you take don't include those. And as busy people, having those extra boosts can be really helpful. Probiotics is a really great addition to a healthy diet and can help with gut health. And I like adaptogens because they help with stress and they help with cortisol regulation. Instead of trying to remember to take all of these different supplements, you can just take it all at once. And I find that really helpful because it's hard to remember to take a bunch of different things. Athletic Greens is like getting all-in-one nutritional insurance and If you check it out, your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in even in the summer if you live up north like I do, and vitamin D is important for immune function. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs, which is awesome whenever we're traveling the summer to make sure that you stay on top of your vitamins. That's an especially important time to stay on top of vitamins when you're traveling and being exposed to a lot of new things. So all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Sonia. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Sonia to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And if you pick some up, let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay, so six things I've learned from five years of podcasting. I decided to record this episode on what having a podcast has taught me, not necessarily about what lessons the guests have taught me, which can be a different episode. But having a podcast for five years is a really long time. It seems like it went by really fast, but there are a lot of weeks in five years. I've talked about the importance of celebrating small wins, and this is a big win for me, so I want to celebrate that with you. Just as an aside, whenever I start wanting to celebrate with you, I feel like, oh, what if people think that I'm bragging or that kind of thing? And I think it's important to celebrate these wins and to notice that feeling and then to push through that feeling and to talk about it because a lot of us are afraid to celebrate our wins, are afraid to talk about our wins because we want to be humble. So here it goes. 
I'm really proud that I've been able to do this podcast every single week for five years. I've had two children and have been able to weather that storm and prepare for those birth and having some time off after birth with a lot of preparation. I have traveled the world while maintaining this podcast. I've raced in over 25 countries while I've had this podcast. So it's pretty cool that I've been able to do that. And my takeaway is, is that once you're truly committed to doing something and when you love doing something, you always can find a way to make it happen. That said, you can always find an excuse to not do something. So it just goes to show you that if you are committed to something or something's important to you, that you can do it, whether you're traveling, whether you have a baby, whether you have other things going on in your life. It doesn't mean that it's easy and it doesn't mean that you're always excited to do it, but there is something to be said about consistency. And that brings me to my first lesson of having a podcast for five years, consistency. Consistency is one of my top values and is pretty much essential to everything that we do. Consistency compounds over time. So whether it's the food that you're eating, whether it's training or exercise, setting boundaries for kids and pets, and how you show up in your relationships, it really matters. And even in podcasting, when I first started this podcast, I committed to doing it for five years. And I know that sounds like a long time, and it is a big commitment to make, but making a really long-term commitment helps me weather periods of low motivation. There's been plenty of times I've wanted to quit this podcast. There's been days where I fantasize about just not doing the podcast, especially during some of those periods that I had just mentioned. Um, right now is a challenging period with not enough help with having two little kids and trying to maintain the podcast and everything else I'm doing. It's hard, but it's also rewarding. Making a commitment to yourself and honoring that commitment is like a muscle. And I think because I've done so many other things that I've followed through with, it's easier for me to do this podcast for five years whenever it's really hard. So that is why following through with commitments and starting small, if you have lost that confidence in yourself is really important. And I've talked about that at length in numerous podcasts. So if you want to go back and listen to any of the solo episodes I've recorded this year, you'll find a bunch of information there. Interestingly enough, following through on commitments is something that a lot of people are interested in. And I get Google Analytics for my website and I wrote an article, it was a few years ago on how to follow through on commitments and that is a top hit on Google. So people are really interested in consistency and commitment. From my newsletter to this podcast, people have suggested that it's okay if I take time off if I need it because ultimately my listeners or my readers of my newsletter won't mind if I need to take time off. And I'm sure you listening are thinking, yeah, like if you have a baby or you're going to a race, it's fine to take time off. Who cares? But the thing is, is that I care. That would mean that I knew I backslid on my commitment. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't take time off of certain things if you're burned out or if you need rest. But being strategic about when and what you take time off from when you've made a commitment is also really important. But for me, I wanted to continue doing this because it's important to me, number one. Commitments and consistency for me are internally driven, but there are different tendencies for motivation. And if you didn't listen to my podcast with Gretchen Rubin and the four tendencies, I highly recommend the podcast episode and her book. And I've linked that up in the show notes for you. For some people, consistency may be easier to achieve if it's supported by external accountability. And in fact, the majority of the population are more motivated whenever they have some external accountability. Seeing the output of consistency and the reward of consistency also helps with motivation. A surprising thing about the podcast is that it has been an astronomical amount of work. Whenever I started this show, I didn't think that it was going to be this much work. It's a lot more work than I thought, but I'm not afraid of hard work. And as I say all the time, the work is the reward. Also, 
nobody does it alone. From day one, I decided to hire Roma, my audio engineer, to help me so that this could be a high-quality podcast that is enjoyable to listen to. I also know that I don't have the patience to sit down and do a good job doing the audio engineering for this, and he is a true professional at what he does. So thank you, Roma, for being part of my team for five years. And over time, I started hiring a part-time assistant, and my current assistant is Rebecca, and she is also very awesome. She helps with uploading the show, helping me create digital assets and show notes for some of the episodes. So being consistent over time hasn't been something that I've totally done alone. It's something that I have invested a lot of my own money in doing, and it's something that is worth it to me. So whenever you are trying to stay consistent with something, if it starts becoming more and more work and you are having a hard time staying on top of it, realizing that you can get help so that you can maintain that commitment if you're willing or have the financial means to do so, then it's worth doing it. And another way is that you can do that or like, you know, having somebody help clean your house or helping somebody mow the lawn or helping with childcare. There's little things that we feel like we should be doing and we should be doing it all. But in reality, nobody can do it all. Another thing with consistency is that sometimes you kind of get behind. And normally I have shows recorded weeks in advance, but there has been the odd time where I had to put out a show the same week that I recorded it because I didn't have a backlog. And that is very stressful, but it always comes together if I keep pushing on it. So trying not to get too stressed if I don't have this really long runway of shows is something that I have had to work with because I like being well-planned and I like having everything done in advance, but it doesn't always work that way. Committing to a process, but understanding that that process isn't always going to be perfect is something that is really essential whenever you're doing creative work. Consistency and hard work are often interrelated and have meaningful outcomes. Initially, when I started saying that sentence, I was going to say consistency and hard work are interrelated and often have successful outcomes. And there can be a difference between success and meaning because success can be defined in a number of ways for a number of people and the bar for success keeps moving. So for me, I try and focus on meaningful work over successful work. And that could be a whole other article in and of itself. And that might be an interesting thing to explore. Another quick digression on the word meaningful outcome. A lot of times we are searching for happiness. We say, I just want to have a happy life. I want to feel happy. And that is so true. It's great to feel happy. However, a lot of times things that make us happy don't always make us happy all the time. And an example is parenting. Parenting is overall a happy experience and it's also a very meaningful one. But instead of chasing happiness, I think that it's more important to think about chasing meaning because meaning is something that can be interwoven underneath it all underneath the emotions like happiness that come and go over time. Okay, number two, there is no endpoint. And this can be a little bit intimidating. Initially, you might think of this when it comes to doing laundry or <laughs> training or things where there is no endpoint if you want to continue growing. There is no endpoint when it comes to a podcast unless you quit the podcast. I could have said I'm stopping at five years, but my initial commitment was to see how it goes for five years and then reassess. And upon my reassessment, it's something that I am going to keep doing because I love it. When you love the work and the process, you don't think about the end point quite as much. You don't think I'll be happy when I get to five years so I can stop, or I'll be happy when I'm done because it's an ongoing process. And hopefully it's like this in other things. I mean, there are people that will say, I'm going to train for a marathon and they spend all this time running and training for a marathon or a hundred mile bike ride. And then they do the thing and then that's their finish line and they stop. But I actually don't like the idea of a finish line because that implies that you're going to stop. And the work and the process and who you become on that road is the most important part. 
So instead of focusing on that finish line, focusing on the fact that there could or should be an endpoint, maybe focusing on the things that you can do to get better or to learn or to improve or to find a way to link it to your values every single time that you show up or not even every single time, just whenever you can. Personally, I like the attempt of mastery. And when I was naming the show, mastery was a word that I wanted to use in the title. And for a few reasons, we went with the Sonia Looney show and I have considered changing the name of this podcast to take my name out of it, but I still am not hundred percent sure what I would call it. I don't have any other time-based goals for this podcast moving forward. Like I'm not making another commitment to another five years, but I personally get so much value and fulfillment out of doing this show that I'll continue doing it until I no longer get that added meaning to my life. And there's that word again, meaning the podcast doesn't always make me happy (laughs) because it's hard sometimes and, and it's type two fun sometimes, but the meaning part is, is something that I find incredibly fulfilling. It's not about trying to make it to the top of the charts. It's not about trying to become a famous podcaster or making money, although all of that would be awesome and welcome. It's about doing it because it's part of my calling and that I really want to help people find their best. And I believe that this podcast is one way that I can do that. There are different ways of being able to fulfill your your purpose. And the word purpose is such a big word but being able to fulfill something that you want to do in your life. There's different ways to do it. And for me, podcasting is a way that I can do that. And that makes me feel really good. When you love work for the sake of the work itself, then there is no endpoint. It's just more data points on a meandering trajectory. And I'll say that again, when you love work for the sake of the work itself. So I love the work of the podcast. I love doing the the reading and the learning and the getting to talk to guests then the endpoint doesn't really matter. Each episode is a data point on a trajectory of what it means to have a podcast. Okay, number three, metrics don't matter as much. And I'll put a little asterisk uh, next to as much because it's not realistic to say that they don't matter at all, but they shouldn't be the main focus. Initially, when I started this podcast, I used to check my metrics all the time. And now I might look once a month. It's not something that I fixate on. It's not something I'm super focused on. I need to know metrics for podcast sponsorships and things like that, but I try really hard not to be fixated on what position is my podcast in the charts and how many downloads has it had, because that actually is a roller coaster. And a lot of that is actually out of my control and that can make me feel frustrated. It might sound like it's a bad idea not to be checking metrics all the time and that I should be trying hacks to get more listeners or get more episodes that are top episodes. But while getting top downloads or seeing tons of growth is very motivating, it's a secondary or tertiary objective for me now. My primary objective is to create interesting episodes by learning as much as I can from the guests. It's about creating episodes that are going to bring value to you guys and then having a conversation that sparks curiosity and maybe even meaningful changes. I can do that whether I have one download, a thousand downloads or a million downloads. I'm not saying that I don't care about the metrics. The more people that listen is more positive and that number will always be a moving target. But ultimately it's coming back to what am I trying to do with this podcast? And if it's trying to affect change, whether it's one person or a thousand or 10,000, it is doing that job. And you also can never track the ripple effect of what happens. Like say you, the listener, you're listening to this and then you go tell somebody about something that you learned on the podcast and then they go tell somebody that is something that I actually can't track. And That is something that is pretty cool because you just never know the impact that you're having in the world. With podcasting, I actually like that you can't see the number of downloads on other shows and then it takes an effort for me to find my own downloads. 
And in fact, on Instagram, I turned off all metrics. I can't see likes on other people's posts or my own because it just doesn't matter. And it's so easy to get trapped into either getting my ego involved, AKA lots of likes means I'm validated and I matter versus not as many likes, which can translate in your mind to I'm losing relevance or I don't matter. And then you see how many likes other people have gotten and you start comparing to other people. And I'm sure that if you're listening to this podcast, you've thought about social media a lot. You've thought about your relationship to social media, but if those metrics are making you unhappy or you start fixating on those, then there's a problem there. So I have turned it off completely so that I'm not paying as much attention to it. And then I'm not thinking about it as my first thing. Whenever I open the app, when I check metrics for the show or I'm posting on social media, I try to think not, what is going to get me the most number of likes or the most number of downloads, but what is the most meaningful thing that I want to share with the world? And that isn't always a popular thing. A lot of times people will post things because they're trying to attract attention to get those likes or to get those downloads. And if I was focused on that, I probably could be quote more successful or get more numbers whenever I look at the metrics, but that's not the number one reason that I do it. I do it for the meaning and the purpose and the values that I am trying to bring to the table. I'm not saying that metrics don't matter at all. They do matter in certain specific instances and it's a nuanced gray area, but it goes back to doing the work for the original reason that you started. In sports, an example would be getting too caught up in trying to get a result or trying to hit a certain number of training hours or a certain outcome and then losing the fun of it, which is why you started in the first place. A while back, I wrote a newsletter on Goodhart's Law, which states when a measure becomes a target, it ceases to be a good measure. So like if you're trying to track your training and the goal is quality training, but then the hours of training become the actual target instead of quality training, then it's no longer a good measure because you might be riding your bike around in circles in your driveway, trying to hit that mark of however many hours just to top it off, or you're trying to get an extra 10 feet of climbing to round off. So it looks good on Strava. And while that is sort of compulsive behavior that I have engaged in, it's something that I'm really trying to focus on. And everything that I do is is this actually quality? Is this actually something that's helping me? Or am I just trying to hit a number because of Goodhart's law? If anything in this podcast is ringing a bell or you're interested, make sure you subscribe to my newsletter at sonyalooney.com slash newsletter where I unpack a topic. I also ask a question of the week to bring some insight into your life and I share the podcast. So that's at sonyalooney.com slash newsletter. And before I leave the topic of metrics don't matter as much, I'll leave you with a Haitian proverb I heard the other day. Beyond mountains, there are more mountains. So we can be so fixated on getting to the top of that one mountain. But once you get to the top of that mountain, there's just more mountains. And if you live in a mountain range or a mountainous community, you have seen that. I've personally raced my bike in Haiti and I have been to the top of a mountain and seen more mountains in Haiti. All right, next, the power of continuing education. Podcast has been an amazing catalyst for my education and love of learning is one of my strengths and getting to exercise it in this podcast feels deeply fulfilling. If you're interested in exploring your strengths, a free resource is the VIA Character Strength Survey by the VIA Institute on Character and I really like it. I took it maybe five years ago and then I do it periodically every couple of years and it's been really consistent. I put a link in the show notes for that as well. This podcast is a weekly show. That means I'm always looking for new topics and guests. I frequently get asked how I come up with ideas and how I've been doing this for five years. And it comes from paying attention to conversations that I'm having, conversations that I'm listening to, and constantly improving my own education. I have a note app on my phone, and in the notes, there's a notes and ideas that I keep pinned. And anytime I come up with or I hear something that is really interesting, I open my phone and I put that idea in. And that includes on bike rides. 
In fact, my best ideas and my best learning comes on bike rides, which comes almost at a cost sometimes because number one, your brain needs a lot of energy whenever it's learning. And number two, I always want to stop and add something to a note, which stopping is not very good whenever you're doing aerobic training. So I actually use dictation to help me with that. So that's just a little tip and an aside to how I add ideas without forgetting them. And I use this for my newsletter too. And I'll say that one of the biggest challenges is covering similar topics over and over on the show, because I am interested in some pretty broad topics and being able to talk about them over and over, but have it be unique is it can be a challenge sometimes. The thing that I've learned is that I can have three guests who are all experts in the same area and they can basically say the same things, but the way that we interpret their message and the way that they say it, the way that they convey it can land in different ways. That's why whenever we find a topic we like, we'll listen to even the same podcast guest on a bunch of different podcasts because we like the topic, we like the guest, because you have to hear it in different ways to help remind you and to keep doing it. I'll also let you in on my process of how I record the podcast. I don't write out questions whenever I am interviewing a guest. I have a general direction of where I want to go. I have some bullet points of things that I think are interesting that from maybe the research or just things that the guest likes to talk about. And then I can steer the conversation so that those come up, or I can just have those there as a backup and see how the conversation unfolds. I find that mechanical podcasting where you're asking questions and you have a very defined roadmap, that isn't often very effective for letting the conversation unfold naturally. And letting the uh, conversation unfold naturally and listening is a really great way to get some gems out that you might not have heard on other shows with that same guest. To prepare for a podcast, I always listen to the guests on other shows if they've been on other shows just to get an idea of how they like to speak and what their cadence sounds like and what lights them up. And I always, always read the book. And I know that that is very labor intensive to be reading that many books. In fact, I end up listening on Audible to most of the books because I listen to them on my bike ride so that I can get through a lot of different books. And um, that tends to be really helpful. And I have to say, I can tell when I'm listening to another podcast and and when the host hasn't read the book. And it just makes such a big difference in the quality of the interview whenever you've read the book. Not all podcast guests have written books, of course, but just understanding what that person's body of work or what that person likes to do or what that person likes to talk about can be really, really effective when you're trying to do a podcast. Two more things. This one is really important and it's how to listen. Podcasting has really helped me improve my listening and conversation skills. I actually realized after I did my health coaching certificate at Vanderbilt University that lots of the skills I use in health coaching are also used in podcasting. And my health coaching education has also helped me in podcasting because of listening. Specifically, it's called active listening. Active listening requires that you listen to the person who's talking and understand what they're saying. Then you use reflections to get them to talk more. So you'll add a comment, not necessarily even a question, but just a reflection on what's being said and then retain that information for later. And you might need to bring it up later. Sometimes it's hard to remember what they said. If you are listening to a really long conversation or the person's talking for a really long time, but active listening is a skill and it's used in podcasting and coaching. Much like coaching, podcasting isn't about hearing myself talk but helping others bloom more into their story or information that they're trying to share with the world. Having a platform like a podcast to support other people where everyone wins is really awesome. The guest wins because they get to share what they are doing. Both you and I, you the listener and myself, the host, we win because we get to learn stuff from the guest. 
I also personally love audio and I love podcasts. So I like learning whenever I'm in motion, when I'm listening, whenever I'm doing stuff. Podcasting is something that I look forward to doing as a consumer, not only as a host. Listening is also something that requires a lot of patience. In fact, you can feel the urge to talk bubble up in your body whenever you are having a conversation with somebody. And whenever you feel that energy bubbling up in your body, a lot of times you'll stop listening because that energy is so distracting and you just want to talk. So learning to control that urge, it really helps everywhere in my life and it helps me be a better listener, a better partner, and a better parent. And the last point is on reaching out rejection and imposter syndrome. There's always a little bit of imposter syndrome when it comes to publishing a podcast or to interviewing a guest. And I recorded a whole episode on imposter syndrome and the different types of imposters, which I've linked up in the show notes. I've reached out to some guests and been happily surprised that they want to come on my show. I have reached out to some guests that have flat out not responded or have said, yes, I'll do it later. And then they keep putting it off. So you're going to get a lot of different things whenever you reach out. I've also learned a lot about reaching out and rejection when it comes to managing my own sponsorships as a professional athlete. And that's almost harder because it feels like you are getting rejected instead of your podcast getting rejected. I've also learned that the more that I like the guests, the more I respect their work and the more quote popular they are, the more I tend to over-prepare for the podcast. Being over-prepared is actually not a good thing because I find that I'm a little bit too versed in the topic. And then I either talk too much trying to impress the guest or I just try and steer the conversation too much. And in Valerie Young's five different categories of imposters, the expert is where I tend to fall in. And you can again, see that in the show notes and listen to that episode. But uh, the expert tends to over-prepare for something because they think that they need to keep knowing more and more and more. And I find that if I try to over-prepare for the show, it tends to fall flat. I also have noticed that I will try too hard whenever I'm interviewing somebody that I look up to because I want them to like me and I want them to want me to be their friend. And then uh, when you try too hard, you don't show up as your best self. Just like when you're trying too hard uh, and when you're playing tennis or you're doing a technical descent on a mountain bike uh, trail, you actually perform worse. So it's just about relaxing and being yourself and it takes courage to relax and be yourself. And it's even a little bit embarrassing to, to talk about some of these things. But I think that A lot of us experience them. A lot of us are afraid to or have shame to mention that sometimes we try too hard whenever we're really wanting somebody to like us or sometimes we over-prepare because we really want somebody to think that we're smart. It's finding the right balance there of preparation and being yourself and also just the courage to reach out to somebody to shoot big, to think, oh, I'll never get that person on my show. And there's been lots of times where people have said yes and I think, oh my gosh, that person's coming on the show. And then comes the feeling of, I need to make sure I don't over over prepare. I need to make sure that I am just showing up as my authentic self and not getting nervous and trying too hard because I want that person to like me. I go back to the goal of the show. The goal of the show isn't for me to make friends and to have people like me. (laughs) It's about to help curate a great interview and to help have a great conversation. I hope that was interesting for you. Six things I've learned from five years of podcasting. So to recap, it's consistency. It's the fact that there is no endpoint that metrics don't matter as much as you would think, that continuing education is key, how to listen, and all about imposter syndrome and how that relates to reaching out and over-preparation for me. If there's been a takeaway that you have experienced from this podcast, from a number of episodes, or just a general feeling, I would love to hear that. Feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Hit that five stars and let us know what you've learned from five years of the show. 
And if you're new, it's been pretty cool to see that there's lots of people going back and listening to all of the episodes. In fact, there is no one superstar episode that blows up. It's consistently putting out episodes, again, that word consistency, where people are going back and listening to all of the guests that I've had. And that's something that I am starting to do too, because there's just so much to be learned. All the resources that I mentioned are linked up in the show notes at sonyalooney.com, as is the transcription of this episode. If you want to support my work financially, you can go to patreon.com slash or donate on PayPal. Those do not go unnoticed every month and they help contribute to paying Roma and my assistant Rebecca, as I mentioned earlier. I'm so grateful that I've been able to do this show in the way that I have, that I've been able to connect with you and to be able to be a part of your day. So thank you so much for that. A wonderful privilege. And as always, I'm with you on this journey of personal growth, adventure, and our mission to be better every day. And I'll see you right back here next week.